Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass. All right, welcome everybody. My name is uh, Bill Taylor. I am subbing in for Nathan Strauss. And today, uh, the Massachusetts Collective is presenting another Commonwealth Conversation, Everyday Minuteman Stories. And I am fortunate to have a great friend and UMass legend, Hall of Famer, number two all-time leading scorer, Mr. Monty Mack with me. Mont, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? What's going on, Bill? How you doing, man? Good to talk to you. Good to see you again, brother. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thanks for spending a little time and and sharing a little bit about your uh, UMass journey with us. So, Matt, you're from South Boston, still in Boston now. I know that because I'm out here too. Uh, but tell me a little bit about how did you, you know, end up at UMass? I know that was kind of the mid '90s. Calipari had it rolling a little bit. Uh, talk to me about your recruiting process and how you ended up at UMass. Uh, is being a sports guy coming from Boston, it was kind of easy what school I picked at the time because UMass is so much on the hot streak and Cal- Coach Callen was, was up there doing their thing. So U- UMass games was always on TV, so it, it always caught my eye. And then once, you know, really getting through the process, I just felt like I had a connection with Bruiser. He he rec- he did a great recruiting job. It's, it's, it's like it was more it was more like a friendship more than anything in the beginning. And then, you know, as time went along, everything changed. But during the recruiting process, it was just who I was comfortable with. And I didn't really want to leave home. I just wanted to be far enough where my my friends, my family and friends couldn't really just walk up on campus, but it's also be close to home. Yeah, for sure. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Now talk so if I remember right, Coach Cal is the person, like, Brew was kind of the main recruiter, but when you were originally committed, it was for Coach Cal. Is that right? Yeah, it was for Coach Cal. Coach Cal did the house visit, and he did all of that stuff. But, you yep. know, Bruiser was the main recruiter at the time. But yep. it was it was for Coach Cal, though. Yeah, yeah. So how was that? Like, when you heard that Coach Cal was leaving, going to the Nets, Brew got the head job, any hesitation at all about still coming to UMass? Talk to me about just – relationship with brew a little bit too oh no nah, not at all the, the relationship it was there from the beginning like me and bruiser used to be on phone recruiting for hours and hours of time i feel like he put in he put in the effort and the time for me to 
for me to come there. So it was it was the only thing I could do, and it was just it was it just felt like the right move, you know, yeah. just being close to home, like I said before, and just being in Massachusetts. I didn't really want to leave Boston. I didn't want to leave Mass. And then it was a perfect fit because Cal left for the reason that he left for. But I felt very comfortable with Bruiser becoming be, becoming the head coach because he's the one that did all the recruiting. I knew Bruiser better than I knew Cal. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so your freshman year, you actually had to sit out. How much of a challenge was that kind of watching the team play? Uh, Bruce first year, you can watch, but you can't play. How hard was that for you just being there but not being able to be on the court with the guys doing your thing? The toughest, the toughest thing an athlete want to go through is being able to sit there and sit on – Practice in the game, practice, practice every day, do everything the team does, but can't leave and play in the games. It was, it was, it was horrible. Yeah. You was there. You see me. I oh, was going I crazy at times. You no, know, I, I was know. going crazy at times. You know, it was, it was really, really difficult. And then, you know, the school aspect too, like I had to really get used to being able to really do schoolwork coming from a Boston city public school and Southie High, they don't really they didn't really get me prepared for what I was about to go through. So it was all I'm glad I sat out that year and got used to how college worked. Yeah, for sure. Like as as far as the academic point, because I feel like if I would have played that first year and try to try to do the academics at the same time, I probably wouldn't have made it. Yep. Yep. Uh, I hear you. And for those of you that probably don't know a little bit about Monty and I's background. So I graduated in 96. So my, my senior year, I was a manager for Coach Cal. And then Brew kept me around as kind of a graduate assistant. I still did a lot of kind of manager stuff, but, uh, you know, Mont touched on some of the academics. And I was kind of, we had like a student support area. Uh, but one of the things I think, uh, Mont, Mont, we, we love each other, no doubt. But I think there was a little love-hate back then. Because uh, I used to I have to roam around he, campus. He used to get he used to get paid every time he caught one of the players skipping class. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man, I know it. I know yep. it. So I spent a lot of my days roaming campus, uh, talking to professors, poking my head around doors, and seeing, hey, is everybody in class today? Grew uh, was real big on that, and you know what? Our guys were honestly, our guys were really good. You know, occasionally, this, you know, it's college. Everybody misses a class here and there, but our guys were really good. And I will say this. At the time, so Mont sat out that year, uh, just talking about the academics. At the time, the rules were if you graduated within a four-year span, so then you got mm -hmm. the fourth year back to play. So that's why Mont was at uh, UMass for five years. So I'm super proud of Monty for getting that degree in four years, coming from, you know, the Boston City school system and, and making that adjustment to college and you know, getting through that first year, making that adjustment. So, Ma, I, I don't know if I ever told you that. I'm super proud of you for doing that. Thank um, you, man. I appreciate it, Bill. You know, you know, I appreciate that coming from you, man, because we went we went through it together. Yeah, 100 percent, man. I think that's it, and that's one thing. I, you know, we always talk about basketball, and I think this is one of the thing that maybe sometimes fans don't realize. And maybe you can talk about, uh, you know, being a part of a team, especially at the college level, like high school, it's one thing, you know, you're, you got your, your kind of grind, but when you're on a college team, man, we spend a lot of time together. Whether that be 6 a.m. weights? I'm chasing you guys around the class. Then we got practice. Mm -hmm. Then we got team meal or on the road. Mm -hmm. Just then we got study about, hall. Like, study hall. And it's like, you know, you're 
together from like 6 a.m. to 9, 10 at night sometimes with those study halls. So can you just talk a little bit about like, I don't know, just the things that maybe people don't see, like the relationships you have with your other players, the support people around campus, coaches, I don't know, just the time commitment that it takes. Because I look at it and say, we were like a huge family. Yeah, uh, man. And we was... have good days and bad days. Like, you know what? Like I said, hey. there were probably days where you wanted to strangle me, and there were days I wanted to, you know, give you a kick in the rear. But then there were days where we were best buds, and, you know, like I said, it was all out of love. Yeah, it's one of those things when, like, we're all one big family, right? Like, one big, our own little village. And it's like the village, everybody in the village got something to do with that basketball program. And it's like you got to lean on each other, right? Brothers fight, sisters fight, fathers fight, mothers fight with each other. So it's like, it's, I remember those times when I was mad at Bonnie and she's a secretary. Like, <laughs> you know, like she's the nicest lady in the world. Yeah, yeah. but you know, she, she, she put up, she used to put her foot down when she needed to be done. Right. Yep. So it's like, it's, it's one big family, but people don't realize how hard it is because you're doing a lot of traveling and this is your goal, order for you to, to succeed in life and everybody wants to be that shoot for that NBA. So they, they, they give it all on their, on the basketball court, on the court, but sometimes they forget about the academics. So it's like, I'm glad I had the support I had there at UMass to push me with the academics, to make sure I went to class like you did, to make sure that I was on top of my game. And I, I learned some, I learned so much just by being part of that program and being a family that pushed me to be where I'm in today. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I, there are, again, so many, like, especially when I look back at it, some of the things that were probably the most challenging at the time, I look back at, and I think that those are the greatest stories now. Like, it was no, like, uh, oh, it's really difficult oh, time best... going through it with brothers and, and guys that I consider family. Like, sometimes we don't stay in touch as well as we should, but, man, nothing mm -hmm. can ever break that bond. Like, you know, everything wasn't easy for me on campus. I don't went through a lot. But I had the support there. You, Bruiser, all the staff, all my all my teammates, even my friends. I, I don't even know what their situation is now as far as, like, what the team does as far as the living situation. But you need to be on campus around everybody. It's like yeah. you need to be living in them dorms. You need to be getting that life of college, just the yeah. experience of it, right? And that, that's why I think what made us so close because everybody was – Hands on. We was, everybody was two doors down. Nobody wasn't living in condos and driving to work. Everybody was walking together. Me going yep. to the dorms. It was one big family, man. It was yeah, awesome. 100%. So basketball-wise, finally get on the court your second year at UMass. I did some research, and I'm still kind of blown away. Okay. You have a rookie team. Yep. As a, as a first year. Your third year, you were second team. And then mm -hmm. the final two years, you were A-10 first team. Obviously, second all-time leading score, 2,183 points. Yes, you sir. Favor. What, like, basketball-wise, what are the moments that you remember? What are your favorite pieces of, of the basketball things? Any favorite memory, favorite shot? I don't know. Wherever you want to go with that. Oh, man, there's, there's so many memories, right? It's like... But there's one memory that will always stick out in my mind. It's just, and I think I think you will probably remember this. Is when we uh we went to we went to go play Dayton at Dayton, and I think the game went into overtime. I think and all of that, and Bruiser drew the play up. I came off, and Bruiser was on the court. I caught the ball. Like he was half he, the time. Yeah, he was on the court right next to me. Like 
I ain't gonna say what he what he said, but he said, go buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the hole, got the N one, and we and that that was the biggest moment because I felt like he was right there in my ear. Like, what is this guy doing? He's right here on the court. Yeah. He told me what to do. That was a good moment, but just the moments like playing against Temple and playing against some other guys. It's it was yeah. all one big memory at the end of the day. One yeah. big memory. I can't really just pick one. There was yeah. a ton of them. Yeah, like we went out, to, we went out and played in Florida. I got the MVP, had thirty-one points and all that. Never got my trophy either. Though. Let me say that. <laughs> Never got the trophy. Uh, but it's cool. It's, 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 it's just too many memories, and just being on the team with guys that I grew up with. You know, it's just, yeah. I was gonna ask you about that. I, I I remember just kind of going off on that one. I remember when you got to UMass. Uh, I was working some summer camps, and and I got a chance to work with Jonathan DePina. And mm-hmm. I just remember you trying to be like, we need to get the Pina and we need to get Crooks. The Pina mm-hmm. and Crooks, the Pina and Crooks, my boys. Talk to yeah. me about Shannon and Jonathan a little bit, and just your connection back here in Boston and BABC and all that jazz. Oh, man, that's just, you know, childhood friends. You know, we grew up playing together. And it's just like, it's a funny story, like how me and Jonathan met, but that's for another day, right? It's just like, it's just, just being able to go to college and play with the guys that you grew up playing with since you was 15. So yeah. it was like, when, so it was like, like, I used to hear a little chatter, like, oh, we need to get a guard in there. So I'm like, you know, John is right there, you know, like his little situation at BC didn't fall through. And it's just, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then, you know, it's every, it's every basketball player's dream to go to college and play with the kids that you grew up playing with, you know, yeah. it's, it was That's good and bad. It was it was one of those yeah, sure, good and sure. bad situations, you know, because like we was gonna have each other's back regardless of whatever was gonna happen. But we also been to build, building memories on that basketball court, but that was last that would last forever. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so Bruce last year was your senior year, fifth year, and mm-hmm. I looked at this today, and I'm still kind of blown away by this one. And to be honest with you, I know that season was like an emotional roller coaster. I looked at this pre in the non-conference. We played Marquette, Oregon, Providence, Ohio State, UConn, BC, and North Carolina. We were two and nine. Anytime, any place, right? Anytime, any place. We were two and nine to start that year. Went eleven and five in the eight tens. Went to the A10 tournament. Yeah, we played. I don't. I forget who we played in the second game. I know who we played in the second game though. Or the first game, we I played, forget. St. Joe's, Marvin O'Connor. Yeah, we had like I just remember that game, and then we played Temple, and I think that's the game that for me, you know, I was around UMass for a long time. Like I go back to the Calipari's. For me, that Temple loss is probably the most difficult loss I've been a part of. That's because the you talking about Bruisers last year, right? Bruisers last year, the A10 championship game. I think that was the yeah. most difficult game I've ever been a part of at the end. Because um, we we kind we kind of knew like if we didn't win this game right here, it's not really it's over basically. Like, yeah. And there, and there was a lot going on in the locker room. Remember, Charlton didn't play that game because his knee was hurting and something like that. I remember his knee was hurting. Yeah. He didn't really play that much that game. Like we really needed Charlton that game. Uh. It was just a lot going on emotionally. I feel like the team knew what was going on with Bruiser's situation. And it was yep. just like, you know, 
this is it. Like, yep. it if we like, don't lose this When we game, go to the NCAA tournament, lose, we go home, and unfortunately, that just, probably means that we're going to get just, bounced. I was just yeah. upset that the AD didn't accept that NIT bid because then it, it messed me up from trying to shoot for that Keep number playing. one spot. Yep. Yeah, How so many points that, are you short? Do you know? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know. I don't know uh, the answer. I think, I think, I think, I think Will got two. Jimmy McCoy. 23. Like, he, he got like 23 and some change, I think. Gotcha. But yeah. I knew if I, I, I knew, I, I knew I used to do the math. If five more games, I would have got him. I know I would have yep. got him because yep. that was the only thing on my mind. Keep I was shooting for it, man. Keep scoring, keep I, winning games, so you get to keep playing. I remember when Bruiser asked me, he, he sat me in the room one time because, like, I guess the team wasn't going as it was offensively and all that. So he was just like, Mark. So he said, you want to become the all-time leading scorer here? I said, I sure do. He said, well, I'm going to give you the ball. And then yep. it was, was small. As someone who, as someone who's uh, kind of on the a GA for that team, uh, there were two plays that were backalicious. It was down screen, mm-hmm. twirl. twirl. So I'll talk it. about those plays just a little bit. I think down screen, I think down screen kind of started twirl. Down screen was like one single time you're coming off that double screen, coming to the top of the key. And twirl just kept that thing going in constant motion. Uh, I you just, must have running like 30 miles a game. Like, so when we when we really started running them plays, if you really know, because you was around, you was in practice and all that, I really didn't drink a lot of water. Bruiser didn't let me drink water because he wanted me to be able to be, you know, get that stamina up without really beginning cramps and all that stuff. So what I did with those plays is I just dissected every move I can make depending on how the defense played me. Like yep. like you say, you down screen. So when I used to come off the first one, if he follows me, then I got the edge if 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 Jonathan or Shannon or Charlton gave me the ball in the right angle. Because now I, just, I could just get it and swing through, and I got a whole lane because everybody's yep. moving. So it's like... Yep. I just picked the spots where I knew that I can score at. It just, it, it, but it all depended on the defense. I didn't really did do too much. All I did was just run off the screens. I just read the defense because bruising them drilled in my head with how to read defenses, how to read defenses. Trailing when they cut the middle. Yeah, yeah. Where where should I pop to? Uh, yep. You know, I, I did just – that 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 coaching staff of guards was great with the guards. You know, they had a little trouble with the big men and all that, but when it came to guard play and teaching them, Bruiser was one of the best in Philly. Jeff was good. You know, Chuck was good. Like, we had all these guys that was pretty good guards growing up. So I was just feeding off of them and just, just reading off of what the, the defense gave me, basically. Yep. So talking about those two plays, uh, you know, 10 seconds left, we're down one or two points. UMass is down one or two points. In the history of UMass basketball, who do you want to have the ball at the end to take that shot? I'm going with me. I got to go with myself. Yeah, got to have confidence, right. man. Yeah, it wouldn't be right if I didn't go with myself. And yeah, yeah. I got I got to go with myself, man. I, that's All the confidence is in me. Yeah. I, did, just, did I, just you... hope, I just hope my teammates set good, good, good screens. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. Uh, other question that we ask every guest that's uh, on here uh, on the podcast, if you could have either today or back when, when we were in school, uh, if you could have your dream NIL deal, 
Uh, what do you think you'd like to have an NIL deal with? I think I, I think I would have to just go with Rafters, man. Like Rafters was a good place that everybody went to, ate, had a good time. The owners in them was always cool with me when I went in there, showed me love. They used to have our jerseys, our pictures up there. I think I would have to go with Rafters. Yeah, that's good. I, I miss Rafters, man. I so I don't know if you it's, know, it's, it's hard to pass up there. Antonio's though, because you know, yeah. and you go with Antonio's, you get free, you get free pizza. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hot hot cheese up front during club yeah, side. Up hey, on them late nights and on them late nights, everybody did hot cheese. They didn't want to wait in that line. <laughs> they didn't want to uh, wait in that line. Hot, hot uh, cheese. So my uh, last last one for me, depending on where we go. But uh, after your UMass experience, you played overseas for a long time. Tell, tell us some of the countries that you played in. Oh, man. So once I left UMass, uh, my first year, I ended up going to Italy. I went to uh, Caserta, Italy, played there for a little bit. Uh, my second year, where did I go my second? I went to Turkey my second year. Third year, I came back to Italy. Fourth year, stayed in Italy. Let me just say, I'm just going to name the places that I played. Yeah, just go. So, yeah, you don't have to do it in so, order. So I played, I played, uh, Italy, four Turkey. Years in, I four, four, four years in Italy, two years in Turkey, uh, half a year in Belgium, uh, half a year in Greece, Romania, and what's the other one? What's the other one? Romania. Yeah, Romania was my last spot. I stayed there. That was my last spot. But some of them places I stayed for two years, two-year deals, one-year deals. Yeah. But it's my amazing. main places that I played was basically Italy and Turkey. That yeah. was my spots. A young kid from Southie got to travel the world all because of basketball. That's pretty incredible, man. Pretty incredible. Crazy, Hell. Exactly. Heck of a career, my friend. When I first career. started, when I first picked up the ball, I didn't even know nothing about college basketball. So that's like, it was crazy, you know, just really learning the experience of going through high school from Bill Lockman telling me that, you know, you can go to college for free to giving me little cue cards to make sure I worked out in the summer to, you know, paying for my first SATs because I didn't know how to sign up for them. So Bill, my high school coach is the one that set all of that up, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know none of. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even probably made it to UMass. I wouldn't. I didn't know about it. I didn't know. Yeah. I was just, you know, young ignorant kid from the city. You know, trying to be like his his big brother, doing all the wrong things, and you know, just wasn't paying attention to what I could really be doing in life. And then just by picking up a ball, it all changed like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, I I I consider you a lifelong friend. I know I don't do a good enough job staying in touch with you. Uh, and we got to be better at it because we talked about it before that family thing, man. We went through a lot together, and I appreciate you more than you know. You brought a lot of joy to me and my family's life. I know you used to always ask about my pops, God rest my dad's soul. But yeah, God rest his soul. Ask yeah, man. Uh, no, really appreciate my guy, you, man. You know that was my guy. Man. Uh, you were so good to my family and to me, and uh, I got a lot of joy watching you play. And really proud of you that you hung that degree on the wall more than anything. Like the points are great, but the degree on Shout the wall out. is huge. Shout out to, I don't know, I hope she's still alive, but shout out Ms. to Peely? Carolyn Peely. Shout yeah, out to Ms. Carolyn Peely. Peely, man. Yeah, 100%. She, she, she helped us out. She helped me out a lot, man, with, a, yeah, with her Peely tutoring and just, she's yeah. the reason why I made it through UMass, man. She she was, she she stayed on me. Yes. Man, yeah. Ms. Peely man, man, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. All right, Mom. Well, it's great to see you. Anything that you want to share just with uh, the UMass fans as we're getting out of here? Just, just stay with us, man. I know we're going through rocky times, but we coming, man. We be trying to get things in order. Frank, Frank looked like he's doing a good job up there. We're trying to get some good recruits up there, some talent, trying to bring the life back to UMass. So just stay with us. Yeah, man. I agree. Yeah, man. Let's just stay let's, with let's, us. Yeah, let's go UMass. So, uh, Ma, go. thanks so much for everything, for the time. And uh, Marty Mack, number five, number five, UMass Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Thanks again, Ma. See y'all tomorrow. Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit the NathanAgencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you. UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.